So is it, um, where, where, where can you locate and find your book? Um, in, in stores and online? Um, well, my book is not out yet. I'm on chapter 12. I'm still writing. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But it will, it will, will be out. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking forward to be out in 2020. So, yeah. Wow. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, I, I, I would have to say that you've been in a lot of, uh, you know, my, we, we, we discussed about your um, your ability as an amazing comic on, on stage doing stand-up, but I also noticed that you're, you're also an actor, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I act on stage, but yeah. Um, my first movie I did was um, Corner Store. I did that with um, some Detroit comics, uh, Bill Hill, hilarious guy, Mike Bonner. You know, um, my own girl, Shawnee D, she'd be up in St. Louis a lot. You know, so we played vinyls. Yeah, we played vinyls in this movie. And it was a great thing, you know. I, I actually got another movie that's coming out next month. Um, it's called, yeah, it's called The Last 24, written by the um, a rapper from Detroit, Trick Trick. Yeah, he wrote it and directed it. Yeah. Well, you know, as so, I spoke with yeah. uh, uh, a well-known producer in Hollywood, uh, Mr. Bruce Nahan, uh, he's also mentioned that, you know, comedians make the best actors. They're able to actually, uh, you know, cross over from uh, comedy into acting. That's, that's what he's describing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he's done uh, films like uh, Red Dawn uh, with Chris Hemsworth and, um, you know, many, many films over in Hollywood and, uh, he also is a mentor over at UCLA, and uh, he discusses he right. always discusses it a lot when it comes to uh, you know comedians and you know, how their this their flexibility when it comes to information and timing, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. That's why I got my formula that I also use. It's called KET. C E T. Creativity, energy, and timing. Put all three of those. You put all three of those to a to a complete sentence or even an incomplete sentence. You put creativity and energy and timing with it, you have a joke and you make anybody laugh. Because it, it takes different it takes different energies. It takes different energies with your material. Like you know you do a certain joke when you're hype and ripping running on the stage and it's funny. You may get another audience that you're like, all right, this seemed like more of a laid back audience. So you bring that joke down. Right. So you have different, yeah, you have different energies with your material. And that's why some comedians don't do good. It's not that your material is not funny, it's because your energy is in the wrong bracket with this particular audience. So you get like That's why everyone should know they should know their audience and know how to deliver that joke. Because some jokes can be told, um, oh yeah, you know, real dirty, and in, and in the, the crowd just you know, woo, just love it. Oh, yeah. You may have that laid back type of crowd where you can tell that joke and skip a few things uh, and or flip that joke in a whole another way. And it'd be, right. you know, even funnier, you know, without the cursing and all that. And that's what I do with, with my comedy. Oh, yeah. 
you know, oh, yeah. with, with using props, you know, you can you can clean it up, you can <laughs> you can make it dark, exactly. you, can, you know what I mean? So so uh, and, and what you were saying about um, uh, when you deliver a joke in a way that it may it may seem to be something else. I did that with the title with the title of my story and my documentary the day I almost went postal. People laugh at that title, but the story is serious. It's a serious story. Right. 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 It, and, it, and it actually, and believe it or not, your story, your story is the um it's, it's a sensitive story, but some people always look and say, oh, uh, this is about to be funny. Or some people are curious on what it is that you're actually talking about. And they really they really get it when you reveal it to them or when they reveal it to themselves if they read up on something about, you know, your or see your documentary and see it for themselves. I'm like, wow, this is deep. Like, whoa, I thought this was something else, but that's what you're talking about. But you got a lot of postal workers, a lot of postal workers that's been doing that, you know what I'm saying, where they hurt themselves or, you know, you're thinking a male person, you know, mail carrier, you know, they, they making money, you know, mail carrier before Chrysler and GM and all that to say that you work there, it was always a male job, like, yeah, I'm a male man, making that payment. You know. Yeah, 16 years. Yeah. I, I was there for 16 years, and the supervisor stuck me in the eye with an ink pen. Oh. And, uh, oh. Yeah. And, and, and I tell my jokes on stage uh, related to the story in which it happened. But right. for so many years, I couldn't look at a mailbox. I couldn't. I couldn't wow. receive my mail without. Uh, having a panic attack, you know, seeing a postal worker, I was like, with sweat, you know, I had generalized anxiety disorders, and uh, I was even told, don't use that title, because you don't want to be known as the woman who almost went postal, and I said, yes, I do, because it's a story that needs to be told, and you hear so much about the men flipping out the world when you hear about those the women that, oh, yeah. that, that go that route. But yeah, I just wanted to, you know, share share that uh, with you because I'm you know, want people to know a little bit more about me, uh, and why I'm so deep with, with the comedy movement and bringing so many of us together across the country and, and utilizing all of our skills to take it to the next level beyond the stage, you know, utilizing our special gifts in writing uh, uh, movies and, and plays and, and being a part of, of animation and doing voiceovers and, and doing it for a call. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right yes, sir. But yeah, it's really, really enjoyed. This is a really good interview. I'm so glad when I saw that she was there. Oh, yeah, she was so oh, excited. Yeah. <laughs> she, said, she said, "No, no." That's she it. was like, "He's the man who has all it. the talent. More, many more to yeah, come." That's a good thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good <laughs> thing. I'm, you know, I. This is actually my third interview today. Believe it or not, I don't know what it is, but I'm just letting God do His thing because I asked Him to have Your way, Lord. 
And whatever door that I ask you to open, if you don't see fit for me, keep it closed and keep me far from it. I pray, I pray a bold prayer. A bold prayer come with discipline. To God, discipline don't. It ain't always easy. So, you know, oh, he yeah. pray, he's breaking me to make me. <laughs> oh, yeah, he break us to make us. Yes, so, he does. He makes you make us and cover us with blood. And, uh, and uh, the blood is, is important. It keeps us firm. All day, all day, all day. <laughs> I, I, I choose God's discipline over any anybody um, that I'm cool with. And they, 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 they patronize you. You know, oh, man, you going to be good. Yeah, man. Oh, man, don't worry about that, man, because I know you funny. Man, you get around these boys, man, dude, what about nothing, man? Lord, have mercy. <laughs> right. You this know, is like so. my last co-host, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Jonathan Haywood. You know, um, it took me a while to get that he was a man of the cloth. And, you know, he's also a, a singer as well. And, uh, you okay. know, he's a man of the cloth. Uh, Mr. Jonathan Haywood, oh, yeah. um, better known as Stinger J. And that's actually uh, Craig Lane's... Um, uh, brother-in-law okay. that I had on the show um, and, wow. so forth. and uh, you know he was my other celebrity co-host uh, you know we, okay. we go on and off because you know uh, uh, you know if you're a celebrity you're going to be busy so, <laughs> you know, so we, oh, yeah. we, we cycle on and off <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's like, right exactly you know now I, 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 I it's amazing how much you look like Richard Pryor I mean, it's it's almost uh, uh, to the point where I, I I get confused when I'm looking at a poster of you and him, <laughs> pretty much. Oh yeah, uh, I've been doing Richard Pryor, believe it or not, since I was eight. Now I'm not gonna say I had that distinctive voice when I was eight, but of course I had to I had to um I had to keep working at it with every day. I just I, elementary I was just saying certain stuff so I'd be at home and I'd say certain stuff because all my brothers were bigger than me and I couldn't fight my only defense mechanism was material I'll cap on one brother and get all the other brothers on my side so he wouldn't do nothing to me and the funny thing about that is because I end up using him too to get the other one off of me so I mean Doing Richard Pryor and kept going at it. And when I got older, and even to this point, you can sound like a person, but other people will look at it. And you know, some people say, dang, he sounds just like this person. And other people are like, ah, yeah, right. But that's, that's almost like saying, you wouldn't buy a shirt. You wouldn't buy a shirt that the sleeves and on the back part of it, you have to sew it yourself. You want it already assembled. So, with that, well, with me saying that is, when you're doing impersonation, you want to do their body language as well. You've got to learn how to pantomize. So, that's why I get all Richard Pryor movement and and how I get his movement because even when I'm on stage, I don't see my audience. I don't even see the spotlight. What I see is me and Richard Pryor and there's a stream from his from his thumbnail to mine, his finger to mine, you know, everything is like I'm a puppet almost. And whatever he does, whatever he does, I'm doing. So I'm like a virtuality video game within myself. And I see Rich. Or if I'm doing Morgan Freeman from that movie Lean on Me, Joe Clark. You know. So I even wrote a joke with them too. 
know, talking about um, everybody has a conscience, you know. And you remember, like, they used to show on, like, different shows, even cartoons, you have a good conscience on your shoulder and a bad conscience. So I just made Joe Clark from the movie Lean On Me, my good conscience, and Richard Pryor, my bad conscience. And I was talking about, um, I was talking about it with some marijuana on the table. But there, I had a job interview too, so I had to make a decision. And my good conscience was like, "Look out, son! If you mess with that, you won't get the job. Oh my lord! And if you don't get the job, you won't get the take my assignment." Oh wow! Is Richard Pryor in this room? Richard Pryor in the studio? <laughs> you know? Right, and then that's when my bad conscience. That's the good conscience. My bad conscience, Richard Pryor. That's when Richard Pryor come in like. See, man, I say go ahead and smoke and act like you already work there, baby. You know, I get down, man. Wow. That almost, uh, that almost takes me back to the, the movie that he did, uh, you know, with uh, several great uh, actors called, uh, I think it's JoJo, Your Life is Calling You? Was yeah, yeah, JoJo Dancer. JoJo Dancer? JoJo Dancer. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did his own, he, he, he wanted to do his own life. He wanted to do his own life when he did that movie, and because he knew how great he was, it's almost. I mean, it's the same thing that Bruce Lee once said. Bruce Lee was never a boast, a, a boaster, because Proverbs twenty-seven reads, "Don't boast about thy own self. Let another man do that. Uh, let another man do it for you." So, Richard Fryer was he, he was never a boaster. He let he let other people tell you about him, you know, and I learned that from that brother, and just getting all his movements, and man, Richard showed me a lot, yeah. Wow, you know, uh, it's amazing how you're able to challenge uh, such a, a comedic great, you know, um, you know, there's oh, so yeah. many of them out there in comedy, you know, you got Paul Mooney, um, you know, you oh, got... Yeah. Uh, this Woody's uh, comedian, Woody's uh, uh, mentor, uh, late mentor, Dick Gregory, as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dick Gregory, great comedian. Rich Fire loved Dick Gregory. Yeah, Dick Gregory was an educated comedian. Oh, my goodness, that brother. I seen that brother live one time, and that was cold. I like it. You know, Dick Gregory was a great comedian. Uh, 
have you ever dabbled in, uh, you know, producing a film like, as a filmmaker? Oh, oh, oh. Um, actually, it's been a it's been a thought on my mind to do that. And here's the strange thing: I want to do my own story. So yes, yes. I mean, I haven't actually put the pen to the paper yet, but it's here. And yeah, I want to produce my own film about me, my life, just like Rich Pryor did with JoJo Dancer. Well, you know, he knew people's gonna tell his story crazy, so he just wanted everybody to, to know. Okay, this is why I burned myself. I know what I said before; it was drugs and this and that. I mean, no, he said that he wanted to um, kill himself or something. But they asked him, "Was it drugs?" And he said, "No." But he felt bad that he lied, so he went back. I think it was Bob Barbara Walters. He said that on her show. Went back and he told the truth. That was in the eighties. Yeah, and he came back and said, "Yeah, I told you that um, that I just wanted to kill myself." He asked me, "Was the drugs involved?" And I told you no. And he said, "Well, I lied." But yes, I was high as giraffe. You know what? <laughs> And he said, I lost my mind because I guess I got a wrong hit and it made me do dumb stuff and I set myself on fire. Wow. <laughs> and that's when he ran up the street. Yeah, they so showed that like, in the film. Wow. Yeah, they showed uh, that, that, show that in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know. even in some movies, if you really look, if you really look at them, like look at the, the movie The Toy. You can actually see if he have his shirt unbuttoned. You can actually see the the um the way his skin was burnt on parts of his chest, and when they did the plastic surgery, because he got he got one of the best plastic surgeons. Yeah, because his face looked like he had craters in him, almost like seal. But if you got up close on him, right, I remember that. But you would really never notice because he was always in the movies and they use makeup. So well, this is true. Yeah, you, know, you know, the makeup yeah. nowadays, you know, you can't um you can make it you can make anything happen with makeup, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, you know, as I as I'm learning now. Um, you know, so if you were to create this film about you, mm-hmm. who would you like to to incorporate or cast in the film? Um, um, that was a, that's a, an excellent question, actually. Wow. That is, wow. I pulled it out. Might end up else. helping you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was excellent. Yeah, I like that. Um, I definitely wouldn't get, I, I, I wouldn't get, like, comedians, you know? I wouldn't get comedians. Not at all. I, I want... I would want major actors because I want them to look past the funny and know and know who's making them laugh. You know, I want my audience to know who I am. I want to be your friend. You know, because you know you, you ain't finna drink and let people sit at the table or you know what I'm saying hug your kids and call them nephew and niece and all this other stuff uh, without somebody actually knowing you. And that's how I want to be a part with my audience. I want my audience to know who Martini Harris is. And this is where I come from. This is what I do. This is why I do it. 
sort of, and it kind of answered a lot of hidden questions people may have, you know, that they wouldn't verbally say to me or ask me. So, you know, get to know who Martini Harris is. You know, I'm colder than the winner, but I ain't saying I'm bad. <laughs> right on. Wow, that, no, that's poetic. That was very poetic. Uh, yeah. Mr. Harris. Uh, you know, well, I, I love how you encompass everything, uh, you know, that you said about you and, uh, and uh, you know, my my co my celebrity co host, Miss Woody, you know, um, her being a comedian herself, you know, and an activist herself as well, you know. Um, you know, this is what radio and TV entertainment, uh, AMFM is all about. It's all about those who, who can get an intricate, detailed look um, at right. the lives of those who are in entertainment and have paved the way, or you know, are paving the way and uh, learn from the experiences. You know. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. And uh, you know. I did. Yes. No, go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, you know, to see, uh, to take a look at something that they can take away, you know, from right. from hearing the stories of those who have lived it in, in entertainment. Um, now, you know, you mentioned your father, you said you're half Italian. How does, <laughs> how, how did this happen? I mean, you know, growing up and how did, you know, how did you uh, be able to, uh, you know, find those, those, you know, those details in your life and your personality? Oh. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, okay. I love my father with all my heart. I do. But my father never, ever raised me. You know, I actually wrote this joke last year that I bring, I bring up every Halloween. That I say, um, yeah, I'm going to this Halloween party just like my daddy and don't show up. <laughs> you know, so... So, um, I got a lot of that from homeless, homeless people. I get it from homeless people. This guy, man, Mr. Charles. I used to talk to Mr. Charles every day. True story. I slept on the mattress. Like, to this day, I am not scared of big rats, like the New York rats. You know, people run from a little, a little mouse, you know, with them big, you think that, oh, look at the kitty. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But uh, them big rats, I ain't scared of them because I seen them. I was around. I woke up looking at them. I slept in the alley with this dude. Like, for real. You know? I hung out with this dude every day. And this man was teaching me stuff. Man, this man taught me a lot. And he taught me wisdom. And he, he, didn't, he didn't utilize him being homeless and out um, by being homeless and out. He used it to pay it forward to say, well, I'm too far gone to where I am to even get somewhere. So I'm going to save somebody. So at that point, you know, I had no, no father figure in my life. You know, I'm hearing all women telling me this and that. And that about my grandmother, my mother, my aunties. You know, this brother was telling me, and, hey, man, this and that and that, and that. I called that man. I said he was my dad. And that's how I looked at him, Mr. Charles. I'll never forget that brother. God rest his soul, but that man taught me a lot, you know, and he was like, like, I used to do Richard Pryor for him, and make him laugh, you know, and I did, like, certain jokes or whatever, 
made that brother laugh. And he was like, what you know about Richard Pryor? And I tell him different things like, well, I learned that he was this. And um, I learned this, I got to start. And this TV show he went on. And he was like, well, man, I can tell you a whole bunch about Richard Pryor. I said, you know, I said, you knew Richard Pryor? He said, no. I just like watching this stuff. Well, I mean, I was the man before I was out on these streets. And so this man told me everything. I was like, wow. So, Mr. Charles, I, I, I get I get all my motivation. Um, I give all my motivation at that in my teenage state to stay in school, to aim high. And you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. And don't give up. You know. And I took that, what he told me, and I took what my mother taught me with the wisdom, put it together. And I just made me a martini, shaking not stirred. You know, those are honorable words uh, that, uh, you know, many of our, you know, listeners, uh, you know, are, are properly listening out to hear. You know, at this, you you know, um, we can't give enough without, you know, honoring those who have paid the way for us, uh, that who have uh, really been uh, a longstanding mentor in our lives. And and it starts from, uh, from family, you know, um, and, uh, and and it's just, it's just honorable that you give a lot of credit to the people in your life. uh, Oh yeah, I have to. Yeah, I have to. I tell you, if I didn't, Lord, I wouldn't even understand. I mean, I learned this much. I learned, I'll tell you, just to sum up a lot of stuff that Mr. Charles taught me and told me, um, basically is um, education without knowledge is like owning a Bentley without an engine. You look good, but you ain't going nowhere. You are certainly right. Um, th- those are, and that's nice. words of wisdom. You know, um, I even, oh, yeah. I tell that to my daughter, uh, you know, all the time. And, you know, but knock on wood, so far, you know, she's not thinking about those boys. You know, she makes straight A's. She's on a dual enrollment right program, you know, for, for college. So, <laughs> they got, you know, but a lot of, a lot of the, oh, yeah. the youth need to hear that, you know. Um, oh, yeah, all day. Yeah. Just, there's no better that's, that's healing within itself you're healed believe it or not and it's just something that you don't that you subconsciously really look at at times I mean not saying that you ignore your daughter you're, you're happy she's a straight A student you're happy the way she's carrying herself you're happy the way she's listening <laughs> but um, subconsciously subconsciously it makes you feel good inside I'm telling you what you may say something to your daughter, you know, like, um, you know, you go on to bed or whatever. Catch yourself. You're going to catch yourself smiling before you go to, when you lay down. You're going to catch yourself smiling because you just healed yourself through your child because your child is doing the right thing and it's on the right path and you ain't got to worry, you know. Almost like a young man out there running with the wrong crowd or some young girl out there running with all these dudes, you know. It's, it's crazy. Like, is it, you know, it's like, oh, I got a baby to the point was, oh, man, I hate to have all a kid into this, this sinful world. You know, now I'm, my mind is, 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 is crazy. 
It's almost like a child upstairs. You downstairs, but they had the edge of the steps. Your heart pounding and your your legs can't move. It's like, oh, baby, about to fall down the stairs. Yeah. Well, you know, my husband, I, I have, I just give him all credit, uh, Mr. Raymond. Uh, like, you know, that's my love of my life, and uh, you know, he had to talk with her. You know, taking her to school. You know, uh, you know, thank God for fathers, and you know, you know, I can tell you're a wonderful father that you. You know, you miss your, I know you miss your son terribly. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he had to talk with her. He said, you know, he goes, this is what I told our daughter when uh, we were up taking her to school. She's about four. You know, he goes, you see those okay. children, uh, you know, they're not, they're, they're playing hooky. They're trying to go in, in, in a place where they're not supposed to. He goes, you keep right. watching them and they're not going to make it in life because they're doing exactly right. what they're doing just now. If you stay exactly. on the road that you're on right now and you carry yourself straight to, you know, your teachers and then go straight home, you know, and keep doing it every day in your life, listen to them. These are the leaders that's going to teach you how to lead. And you keep doing Amen. that and you're not going to, you're, you're never going to have to worry a, a day in your life. You keep this doing exactly. this that's a, that's a beautiful thing on Soul Train. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But they need to hear it. It starts, it starts oh, yeah, all day. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we as adults, we can learn stuff from kids. You know? Just like when I was a kid. I mean, I taught some adults some stuff. Yeah. Like, close your purse when you're around me. Yeah. Uh, Make sure your money ain't sticking out your back pocket too much so I can snatch it. <laughs> Lock your car door. I, ain't, I don't know how to drive, but I'm about to try and you'll ride. <laughs> yeah. No, but we can learn a lot from kids, man. For real. That's a beautiful thing. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I do, man. I, I mean, my son survived by his son. Martini Jermaine Harris the third and his daughter Zaya Harris and his other daughter well she, his fiance because he was going to get married next year his fiance was five months pregnant when when he passed away so but he named her and her name is royalty and that girl she is she looks just like a little baby doll like for real and it's just like wow I can just feel my son's spirit in her you know so I just me and my wife we we you know we grab hold to the kids let them know that you know you don't see daddy but you see granddaddy you know that everything that I taught you daddy I'm gonna instill it in you you know and build you up you know so it's a beautiful thing you know my son just went through a storm and he didn't understand that <clears throat> that storms are very healthy storms are very needed because you know it's just like hell god didn't create hell for us he created hell for satan but satan chooses to bring as many people as he can with him because he's mad but um when you're teaching when you when you're teaching your your grandchildren when you're teaching your grandchildren and you showing them something like me. I want to show my grandson and my granddaughters. I want to instill in them to make them stronger and for them to move forward in life. And not 
not just to make the, the same choice that their dad made, but just to let them know that who your father was, how strong of a man he was, you know. And it's just, yeah, it's just messed up. You know, my baby gone, but I'm going to see him again when I go. He's coming. You know? glad, I'm glad my children can come to me when they're in a distressed mode because they, they watched me go through it. They were younger um, right. when I was going through my suicidal phase uh, uh, early 2000s. And now they can come and talk to me when they're feeling depressed. And I can right. walk them through take those steps but it's going to be them ultimately coming through that storm on their own but at least oh, yeah. they have somebody that can relate because I tried four times in my last attempt I was in intensive care and was, was not supposed to be living and I just knew God had a greater purpose for me and I'm just so yeah. happy you know that's, to, that's to, still yeah, keep going with this huge vision of mine and and, and uh, when you get a chance you know check me out and, and what I've been working on and trying to pull out for all these years and uh, hopefully you know you'll see see an opportunity because the door is open for anyone to to be a part of it because it, it's going to be huge it's good. we talking Guinness World Record huge <laughs> right on right on Oh, yeah, just like just like you got to do it like the banks because all the banks in the near future will merge into one. So you make yours you know, real huge where other people are like, well, ain't no use of us doing the comedy festival. You yeah, know, Woody got this lot. Like, right, I've already, I mean, yeah, I already did all the paperwork to uh, uh, to pull it off as a, a uh, comedy festival collaboration through Guinness. Back in 2014, I did all the paperwork, the application, and I did all of that. Basically, it'll be it'll be the type of event where uh, once I pull it off here the first time and show everyone how it's laid out, and I've reached out to a lot of a lot of comedians to be a part of the collaboration, uh, but they're waiting on me. They're waiting on me. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be the only ones that can break our own record. We'll be the only ones. The way I designed it, all those involved will be the only one that can continuously break this comedy festival collaborations record. I, I created a, I created a brand new category for Guinness. Is what I did. Okay. See, and that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's exactly how you do it. See, I wouldn't want to. You, 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 you're taking this situation and putting your heart into your project, and that's that's what's going to give it life. You know, just like people talk about Bill Gates, Bill Gates this, Bill Gates that. But what people don't understand or even talk about is the guy who made Bill Gates this billionaire. You know, it's this guy. His name is Doctor Coop. Kunta, Kunda, Kunda, Japanese guy. 
Um, I don't know if y'all have like the. I'm pretty sure they do because it's some robots that they ship over here to the U.S. from Japan. It's called Fanic, and these are the robots that want to take over mankind and and um, a lot of a lot of um, um, dealer, not dealerships, but plants. Where they make cars and all this other stuff, even restaurants. Oh, I've heard you of know, that. I do a lot of research have... when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've made, I've made taxes about it in the past and said the robots are coming. We must prepare. The robots are coming. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, I don't go. This I don't guy, go there. I'm made, not trying to scare anyone, but uh, you know, it, it is it is coming to that to that point where you know you, you're going to be. It's 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 where a lot of jobs are going to be uh, out of sync because of that. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. Not only have a job, that's what they say. That's what they say. Get into engineering. You know, you get into engineering because that's what my the only person that's really going to have a job is, you know, well, that's a good, that's a good thing to go into, yeah. engineer, because yeah. that's, that's yeah, what they're going to need more, yeah. more than doctors. I mean, not more yeah. than doctors, but on the same line as doctors. But engineers, is when those robots malfunction. They need somebody to get it back in order. Absolutely. So, when I was said, you know, going yeah. for my uh, certifications in, uh, in medical in the medical field, you know, they were talking about that. You know, about um, they already have uh, robots that work on the human brain. Yeah. But I told them, I said, yeah. well, what? Well, if if that's the case, um, they say it's better than a doctor. But uh, a doctor doesn't have to be fixed. A robot has to be fixed if it breaks down. Exactly. So. But a, a lot of times, doctors get their diagnosis from a robot, if you will. That's a laptop, it's a computer. That's what robots are. They're nothing but computers. So, you know. But uh, just like um, I don't, I don't know if you ever. I mean, if you you've seen it, but it's on YouTube, and it's an active, actually, uh, actual car where you can order your your food and. They put the address in there, and the car actually goes to your house. You go up to the car, and on the back window, you put your code in with your, you know, with your um, your ID and your credit card. And the window rolls down, and it says, "Here's your whatever your shrimp or whatever. Give it to you." And the window closes up, and then it says, "I'm about to pull off in five, four, So it's giving you time to bag up, and the car drives off. There's nobody driving. It's an actual car delivery, like, and they do that with the FedEx thing. You seen like the little right. robot that? Yeah, they got man. They it, it's, it's coming. It's like it's kid. coming. Cars gonna be flying. Yeah. Oh no, I it's saw coming. a car. It's called um a Mach. I think it. I can't. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a car. Yeah. I saw that car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That car. Exactly. <laughs> it's something yeah. else. It's only four, four. Um, it's only a few of its kind, I believe. Only a few right. of its kind right now. And uh, yeah. but that's yeah. not the end of it. You have another one that's uh, it's an Italian-made car, and it's uh, even more expensive than the you know uh, any other sports car right now. I forgot. It's a, it's, right. it starts with a. Um, trying to make thinking the name of it but there's so many things but um but i kind of concur uh, i kind of not concur with it with the idea of with computers being so uh, technical because you know not only that but you have to think about the health risks that we also have to look at and you know to that are at 
you know, that are kind of uh, adversified when it comes to oh, yeah. um, looking into screens and, and you know, and our and our vision and and how you know it can you know uh, cancers uh, how cancerous it can be if it's mishandled you know probably um, oh, yeah. computers so um, you know and then you know you know whatever happened to you know the old fashioned book text you know text books you know? right on right <laughs> you know there's a lot of knowledge that's exactly. taken to handle it and who wrote those books well humans had to write them uh, exactly had the right of research them you know to make it a, to make exactly. it effective you know to be effective um doing those circumstances but um you bring up a very valid uh, you know uh thought to a lot of uh the, the listeners out there to listen to really think about oh yeah oh yeah because it, it goes above and beyond like like I, I, I love god and i would never and they say never say never but i'm you know, I have enough willpower within myself for um, certain things, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but I have enough willpower not to not to uh, put a shadow over God's name or what it is that He does for something that a person that can bleed and die just like me. And I even did that in in you know one of my shows, and I say I said let's give it up for God. And I look at people looking around trying to see who's going to clap. And then you do have some people like, hey, you know. That's the person like, wow. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, wow. Now I'm, and my, my actual thought was, my actual thought was, if somebody starts shooting in here, and that person, God forbid, end up getting shot, and you can feel your life slowly fading away because you're dying. You're gonna be scared, and guess what you're gonna call? You ain't gonna call your boy over there with the drink. You gonna call God. No, my so why you can't call him when you when you're not shot and when you you know when you're not hurt? You know, I mean, we put ourselves in the devil's territory, but we always ask God to come get us. He shake his head, but he still come get us. Did you hear about the uh, the order that they have where uh, the Pope is saying that everyone must? Is, uh, to make it uh, official that everyone must worship on Sunday and, and hold it, but people don't realize that they're really a Bible reader. That the Sabbath is not even on a Sunday; it's on a Saturday. Nah, exactly, day. exactly. I but mean, it goes deeper than that. Oh yeah, it goes deeper than that. It's just like, um, like the, the whole thing about in the text, in the in the in the textbook in school, they teach you about Christopher Columbus and all that. But I don't get all. I don't care about what this man that stole. Cause can't nobody really steal nothing. They give it to you. You know. So that's just a whole thing to put a to put a audience over over our heads. And I mean the blacks. You know, because we're the original Jews. We are the Israelites. That's what we are. But they didn't take the fact that we couldn't read. I mean, that we could read, that we were intelligent. Because, I mean, the, the, the showing is in the pudding. You know what I'm saying? It's like the street light. We did that. The first brain surgeon, black man. You know, the straightening cone, black woman. You know? Streets, concrete, black men. Black people did that. They stole that from us. And they want to put that light, that, 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 
that mask over our head, over our face, and say, well, no, y'all concentrate on this man over here. He stole, he stole the uh, America. Okay, he didn't steal it from us. He stole it from the Native Americans. You know, we're Africans. You know, and that's where I stop. I don't say, uh, say, what are you, African American? No, I, I can't be two continents. I'm African. That's what I am. Oh, so you got a different name? No, I got the same name my mama calls. <laughs> I, you know, but I mean, it's, it's I, mean, I, I look at life differently than other people. I mean, I ain't weird in a sense, but I'll have you to think. But I'll make you laugh while I'm doing it. That's why I love doing what I do. Because I'm not trying to be a teacher because I'm also a student. So what I'm saying to people to make them laugh and to think I'm also laughing and thinking because I'm just merely a vessel a vessel that God is using to talk to all of us great point great point I love it so uh, it, it sounds like you would be kind of what, what are your thoughts about Candace Owens you know right now she's, she's kind of a, you know been in the news a lot and you know kind of on a controversial side because she's this vote democrat she votes republican and she's for the republican party she's for trump you know what, what are your thoughts about that i know ti had her on and uh and had a conversation with her and it got it got really heated it heated up a lot of people went viral oh with um candace yes candace owen yeah. Huh? Uh, with uh, Miss Candace, uh, Candace Owens on uh, you know, the debate with uh, T.I. on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, <laughs> I really didn't get off into that and look at it because it's just like, like T.I. had, um, T.I. is a, how can I say, um, I, I, I just I like I like the way T.I. represent himself you know because he don't let nobody get over on him and not the fact of him just just saying I'm black I'm black he stands behind the fact that it don't matter that I'm black you see that but the part you don't see is I'm intelligent I'm intelligent so that's what T.I. That's what T.I. shuns off, you know, like Tupac. They say, oh, man, Tupac was a man, Tupac this and that. Yeah, Tupac was intelligent, but he was angry. He was angry. And that's what gave that that hard thing, you know, away from him. You know what I'm saying? Like, this man, he died at a young age, 25. There's, there's, There's no age to die, you know. But it's like he fought that war. He he was like a hip hop Dr. Martin Luther the King X. You know, that's what he was to us. So I mean Candace, she I mean, you know, you got you got some people that wanna be different on purpose. They wanna be different on purpose, just you know, just trying to, it's not so much as trying to fit in, because there's nowhere they're trying to fit in. They just want to be different on purpose to come and challenge other people's views. And that's all Candace, Candace Owens is. Okay. You know. Yeah. yeah, to me. You know, uh, 
had, you know, a lot of news about slavery and, uh, you know, that when she was, I felt that she, now she did make a point about that, that slavery was everywhere. It wasn't just boiled down to just African-Americans, but I do think that African-Americans had it the hardest because we were the indigenous people. Right. So, but as far as slavery in a whole, no, I, I do agree. It was, um, pretty much, uh, everywhere, you know, uh, it, but it was for the almighty dollar. It was for uh, the benefit of being wealthy, you know, to make it, you know, uh, my own opinion. What are your thoughts about that? You know, um, with, with, uh, her debate about slavery. Mr. said before some people want to be different on purpose and with that with, with, with Candace even is alright um cause I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to muster all this in my head the, the right way so it can come out right cause it's in my head right but stuff comes out different it's almost like Kanye West I'll do it like that okay. Kanye West to me was a Candace Owens a male Candace Owens he tried to be different on purpose until Trump put him in his place. Oh. And that's when Kanye came back to us like, oh, yeah, man, I was just want to see what the man was talking. No, nah, man, go ahead. Man, no, nah, man. You, I love this man. I love. He didn't do it to make black people mad. He didn't do it to make white people look like, hey, he's with us. He did it because he wanted to be different on purpose and that's what Candace Owens does oh black, black lives black black um, black lives matter or in you know or she feels like that they don't matter you know I mean it's it's a race war it's like it's like you know I'm, I'm not a I'm not a prejudiced person well in a sense I'm not I mean I'm prejudiced towards cheese because I don't eat it I'm prejudiced towards mandates. I don't like it. So, but when it comes to when it comes to a different race, hell, I don't like some people in all the races. You know, like I don't like some black people. You know, because the way they act, the way they portray themselves. You know, like they got the N word. They got one as Lord in that is what I call them's. That's Dems, D-E-M, Dems, yeah, yeah, that's Dems, Dems are the ones that will rob an old lady, Dems are the ones that will set, set a World War II veteran on fire, I saw that's that. a Dems, I, I shared that, yeah. you know, I, that, that, yeah. that just made me live it, <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 see, yeah, he's not an like N-word, He's not a he's not an N word. N words they shoot each other. They sell drugs. Black men work. Black men fall before they speak. Dems. N words, yeah, Dems. N words look at them like, oh man, I'm gonna go be a black man. I ain't, I ain't. I, that's me. You know, yeah, Dems make N words change their life. Because Dems has no, they have no hope. They have nothing, you know. Just like the music. Oh, the world's coming to the end. or oh, the world's going crazy. Okay, the world's been like this 
back in 1944 at the time. Oh, it snowed in L.A., okay? New York got six inches of snow back in 1945. People running around with Bibles. I wasn't born, but I read. Yeah, people running around with Bibles. I mean, we've been in Revelations way back in the 40s. We're in the book of Revelations right now. We've been in it then. So that's why, that's why the son of the man don't even know when the world's going to end. Only God does. Jesus is no. Hey, there you go. You know, yeah, I get all those, all those, you know, preachers. Yeah, or some scientist guy. Yeah, yeah, I know when the world's gonna end. It's gonna end September 10th at 5.45, and it's gonna be the end of mankind. Some people believe it. Start killing themselves. Oh, oh, I gotta run from the wrath. No. No. Y'all gonna listen to this net. But, you know, it goes deeper than that. And, like, when you brought up Candace Owens, it's like... You want to be different on purpose, you know. I have, I have nothing bad to say about her. I don't read up on her. I don't. I mean, it's you know, it's just a person that you know. Sometimes they say, "Well, I want to see, I want to see, I want to read up on this person to see why they think the way they think." But you got to be careful on that. You got to be careful with that. Even when I when I do movies, when when I do plays, after I do my movie or a play, I do I pray that spirit off me. Because I, I don't want that character in my life. I don't want that character in my house. I don't care if it is a character that I'm, I'm nice and sweet. But you got to be careful. Because you can be nice and sweet to the wrong person and make you gullible and they pop your top off. Oh, absolutely. There, there's uh, so. been uh, plenty of actors who, um, you know, it, they found it hard to shake the character that they portrayed off. Because they, get, oh, yeah. they have to come, they have to go and dig deep. Uh, oh yeah. Find the character within them, especially if you're doing Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's just somebody just trying to be, somebody just trying to be different. You know. I mean, Ti is my MSNBC, my CNN. I don't care too much about local news, but I watch it. But if you watch MSNBC and um, CNN. You'll see why there's a shootout on two streets from you. You'll see why um, the school bus closed the arm on a on a little child and took off. You know, you'll see why this this man was struck by a car for no apparent reason. You know, watch CNN and MSNBC, and that's all Ti is to me. You know, I just love the brother's views. I love what he stands for. You know brother's intelligent and he want to shun that he's like hey i'm not trying to show y'all i'm black you see that i'm trying to show you what you don't see that i am intelligent and don't play with me wow man is intelligent yeah you know know, that's what that is we just i just you know we just enjoyed you on the show mr harris you're a brilliant man and you're a deep thinker and uh, you know you have a lot oh, yeah. to say about what's going on in the world today, and, and uh, you just you, you just know where you're, you're going with your success in, uh, in comedy and acting and everything you're doing. Um, I can't I can't wait to get oh, yeah. to, stay, to stay updated with you, Mr. Harris. And uh, you know, oh, yeah. 
and my lovely, uh, amazing uh, celebrity co-host, Mrs. Uh, Motivational Comedian. Right on. Yes. I love That's this. Ready. <laughs> you know. Yeah, let me give her an audience. <laughs> <laughs>
just a dream And I don't want things like this I don't want to go home, sweet home Cause things are so tense Seems the simple things mean nothing these days House is only home when the family's together and strong
Are you a talent trying to make it in the world of entertainment? The way to do that is through social media. But how? With the ebook, How to Profit in Entertainment, Social Media Guide, from author Yolanda Nolly. This incredible book will teach you how to brand yourself and how to earn profits using social media and other entertainment media platforms. The entertainment agencies will be offering you high-paying jobs. How to Profit in Entertainment, Social Media Guide. Order your copy today on Amazon and everywhere else. Are you a talent trying to make it in the world of entertainment? The way to do that is through social media. But how? With the ebook, How to Profit in Entertainment, Social Media Guide, from author Yolanda Nolly. This incredible book will teach you how to brand yourself and how to earn profits using social media and other entertainment media platforms. The entertainment agencies will be offering you high-paying jobs. How to Profit in Entertainment, Social Media Guide. Order your copy today on Amazon and everywhere else. Chapter 1. How to Rise to the Top When Everybody There Is Already Think you've got talent? You're not alone. The power of the internet, YouTube, and reality television has created a big pool of famous and not-so-famous people. So how do you rise to the top in your career, especially as an actor or actress in Hollywood, when it seems so crowded above? These three tips will help you make the moves to superstardom and stretch your 15 minutes of fame as a movie star into an hour. Get trained. What separates the actors from the imitators? Their respect for the craft of acting. Before you spend money on headshots, find the best acting, singing, and dancing classes in your area, and invest in your career. The most talented people in the business continually train with acting coaches to prepare for roles. They don't take their gift for granted. It is quite possible to have the innate talent for a particular art, but the successful entertainers who continue to work in the entertainment industry have developed their art over time. Acquire multiple skills. Become a Jack or Jill of all trades. The stars of the future will write, produce, and direct their own projects. Don't get lost by having only one skill that can make you money. Become an actor, director, writer, producer, and even a model. Can't write? Collaborate with a young filmmaker who needs an actor or fresh new face for his or her projects. The top money makers in show business look for ways to increase their market share and find opportunities to promote their multiple skills. You must diversify your talent to stay relevant. Create your own products. Be a trendsetter. Want to be the next Barry Gordy, Steven Spielberg, Mark Burnett, or Oprah Winfrey? Create an amazing product. Become an expert in your field. But you can't be a trend follower. You must be a trend setter. Don't better the worst product. Better the best. Gordy is a musical genius. Spielberg is a film mastermind. Mark Burnett is the whiz kid of reality TV. Oprah is a successful talk show maven and the new product's best girlfriend. Find a niche, create products, and sell. But the products you create must be phenomenal, not average, not mediocre. Think like the greats. Improve upon their successes. Create amazing products that your audience can't live without. Famous people of the future are increasing their knowledge, creating products, and diversifying their talents. 
Some of these innovators are stealing the thunder from established stars that are still following the old rules found in the star-making playbook. Use my suggestions to stay ahead of the next group of reality stars and home video masterminds. If not, you might disappear before you even enter the game. Chapter 2. Finding Ways to Make Money Using Your Artistic Whether you have great musical talent, the ability to paint, or have outstanding writing prowess, you may be able to find ways to make money by using your talent. You certainly should use these skills to your advantage and not let them become wasted on just a recreational hobby. Musicians have so many different venues to go out and sell their talent, while a real, serious artist might still be able to sell their work if they can get their work exposed to the public eye. Writers often have a tough time trying to get their work published, but have outlets like short story and freelance opportunities as well to make a buck. While the most common stumbling block for an artist to find ways to make money is often their hardline stance on not wanting to be a sellout and wanting to keep their trade pure, this will often keep the artist very poor until they are dead. The smart ones will get out in the marketplace and try and get their art sold to as many people as they can. Quite a lot of musicians will work as cover bands or do things like weddings and school proms to make a buck and writers will sell their work writing things they have little interest in just to gain notoriety and bring in the cash as well. This is often the price an artist has to pay before they are established in their venue of choice. If you are someone who has a talent, you may want to start looking for ways to make money from that talent, even if it is a weekend gig just doing kids' birthday parties as a juggling cowboy or singing with a Beatles cover band it will allow you to make some money doing what you are good at and potentially open some doors for you to expand off of that talent. No matter what it is you ultimately want to do with your life, letting your artistic skills find ways to make money for you cannot hurt. You never know how far your talent may take you these days, as the avenues to exposure on a grand scale are more plentiful than they used to be. From YouTube to American Idol, there are many roads to success these days. The best thing you can do is try your hand at as many paths as possible and see where it leads. If it never works out for you, so be it. You can return to your boring 9 to 5 day job and keep singing on the weekends. Chapter 3 How to Make Money from Your Crafts and Art If you are someone who enjoys putting together artistic projects, you can turn this into an opportunity to make extra money online. Whether you paint, make jewelry, take photographs, or craft other pieces of artwork together, you can turn this into a money-making activity. People are often willing to pay for different artworks which they enjoy, and as long as your works actually have artistic merit, you will have a good chance at making money from them. There are a few different websites available which can help you sell crafts and other pieces of art that you may have put together. By running searches and looking through some of the listings offered, you may be able to determine which website your pieces will fit into best. Taking the time to do your research will help you make extra money online as you will know the best places to put your talents without wasting your time. Should you start to make extra money online through your art projects, you will only be inspired to spend more time working on them. This will serve two purposes in your life. 
Not only will you be bringing in some extra cash, which always helps, but you will also be able to spend time doing something that you genuinely love. This goal, which started out simply as a way to make extra money online, will turn into a great chance for you to develop your talents and skills and grow as an artist. It is definitely an opportunity which should be explored by anyone who is serious about developing their talents. Chapter 4 The Right Way to Use YouTube to Promote You When we think of social media, YouTube is not really at the top of the list in the mind of an entrepreneur. It is less about social interaction and more of a good place to go for some distraction. This might be the case, but that doesn't mean it cannot be an integral part of marketing your brand online as an entertainer. What makes YouTube a social site is how easy it is for users to share the content with other people, as well as the ability to leave comments and subscribe to the channels they like. It is another way for a brand to reach its target audience online and grow its reputation as an industry leader. YouTube has the lowest average bounce rate of all the social networks. It is the continuous engagement from users that make it a channel that holds onto attention better than most. People are able to simply watch content instead of scroll and read. Another thing to consider is just how enormous YouTube's reach is. Over 1 billion unique visitors. That is a huge market that is largely untapped by so many businesses today. YouTube is a great channel for brands of all sizes in the entertainment world. Even for bloggers who are eager to grow their readership and build up their personal brand can take advantage of the simple platform by uploading videos. So, as a brand, what should you be doing to get the most of all that YouTube can offer? First, fill out your profile completely. It is the same on every social network. You don't want to leave holes. Make sure that you are giving as much information about yourself as possible. Visitors want to see your info when they click on your profile, so don't leave them disappointed. Then, give your channel a good description. The channel description is like an introduction letter. It lets people know who you are and what they can expect when they watch your videos. This doesn't have to be a great work of literature, simply a brief statement about who you are, what types of videos you will be posting, and how often. Be sure to use your keywords in your description to make your channel easier to find through a user search. Be sure to include links. On your About page, it is always a good idea to include the links to your other social sites, like Twitter and Facebook, plus a direct link to your website or blog. This is a good way to get more people engaging with your brand outside of YouTube and build your fan base. Give your page some love. You can personalize your channel art in YouTube by adding a profile picture. Make sure that it is something reflective of your brand by using your logo, colors, and even your own picture. Stay active. You don't want people visiting your page and only finding a few videos that you posted at the dawn of time. Always create new videos to post to your channel. Interact with your followers by responding to any comments that they leave. Send out a thank you when they subscribe. You can see anything being discussed on your channel under the Discussion tab. The more active you are with your channel, the bigger your audience is going to get. It is also a good idea to embed your videos into blog posts, status updates on social media, or on your website. 
This is a good way for you to add channel subscribers from those who are already following you elsewhere. YouTube is a key part of any marketing strategy. Are you using it for your brand? decided to show up for work, huh? Before you give me some half-baked pitiful excuse like the dog ate my gas pedal, aliens stole my underwear on my personal favorite, you had a gray matter leak in your brain and were waiting for the plumber. Give me one good reason, just one, why I shouldn't give you your walking papers right now. You know, technically, Marge is correct, quack. These fabrications cloak a dormant inbred desire to shrug responsibility and return to infancy with a poopy diaper. With a what? I'm waiting. One good reason, March. I'll give you three. How about this is my office, you're my secretary, and you work for me? Oh, ah, uh, well then good morning, Dr. Quack. <sighs> I'll be in my office. Why do I even put up with her? She harasses the patients, lets the phone ring off the hook, and couldn't type a decent letter at gunpoint. As you colligate these facts, I must admit that was a little drastic. <sighs> the gun wasn't loaded anyway. Hey, wait a minute. Why am I even talking to you, Zig? You don't exist. You're just a figment in my mind. Fine. I'm here with you day and night to help you with your psychosis. And you treat me like some bad sushi left for months in the bottom of a desk drawer. I wondered what that smell was. Thanks. Regardless, I'm the psychiatrist here. Me, Dr. Quack. Doctor, understand? What do you think the DR in front of my name means? Delusional regression, if I took a clinical stab at it. Very funny, Zig. That's your opinion. Excuse me, Mr. Delusional Regression. Your next patient is here. Tell him I need a few minutes. I'm smelling the pungent aroma of a soiled diaper again, Quack. Look, I treat imaginary characters, and I can't even get rid of you. Maybe I should just end it all. That's irrational. And I refuse to be the one to add to your own destruction by telling you the gun is under your latest issue of Mallard Girl magazine in your top drawer. Oh, thanks. Maybe. Maybe I'm just tired and hungry. I'm kind of short on money, and... I would allocate the funds, but I left them in my other attire. Ah, gotcha! You don't even have the money, because you don't exist! Now, who's the best psychologist? Both of us. Why? I purposely failed to tell you where the bullets were. 
So, Quack, how long have you had this fixation with self-destruction when I could easily sell tickets or send you spam emails? <sighs> another day, another psychosis. You this far to see the world. 